Hello, welcome to the Gridiron Weekly Matchups Podcast. I am your host, Huck Breeze, and I am joined here by Scott Shettig, as always. So, Scott, you got a win last week. Is this season still alive for you? I'm still breathing, man. Uh, I'm not doing much else, but I'm breathing. And, you know, basically with how my the rest of my season looks, other than Notorious, is I'm just trying to just, just squashing dreams over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have to win every game from here on out, most likely, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to make and the playoffs. Favorite points for. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, yeah, you have 1,464 points. It's pretty low. Oh, I think that's yeah. third least. So you do have to win every game from here on out, uh, you know, barring some kind of crazy rake where you score 250 and, and these guys in between you and the playoffs score, you know, 100 some. So, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, you got a chance, you got a chance, never, never give up. Uh, but, but yeah, it's good to get a win and, and, you know, we'll get to this later, but it looks like maybe you'll get a win this week as well. So, uh, so I guess we'll just have to see on that um so first thing to go over i mean we mentioned this in in the text message group uh, you know a couple hours ago but you and i really disagree with my managerial draft grade that i gave you uh on the tq uh for your performance as a manager up until this point. So, so let's discuss that. Um, tell me wh- what your concerns are about that. Well, pissed off, Angelo. And, um, uh, I just, first of all, you gave me the, the gentleman's F, you know, I, I, I don't, don't give me a D just, just call it an F. It's a D plus. And, and, <laughs> no, you know, no, it's a gentleman's F is what it is. And you gave two guys below me the one that I just beat a better grade. <laughs> I'm just like, right. but it's not about <laughs> wins and losses. I'm not the the managerial grades is about what you did personally. So like people often say, fantasy football is a lot of luck. It's a ton of luck. You draft this team, you get this team. Sometimes my player gets hurt for the year. Sometimes your player, you know, whatever, doesn't get hurt for the year. And so it's all luck. But for some reason, these people who are good at fantasy football and all these leagues and the the people that these jobs depend on it and whatever they win every single year they win most years or they have a higher percentage of winning in their leagues they play in like 30 leagues and and, you know 20 of them are rigged and then eight of them are real and they're like oh look at how many i won though and it's like all right but i mean that's fair enough but what i'm saying is if you are there there are certain strategies of fantasy football and and winning and some work and some don't I'm not saying there aren't strategies, but there is there is a little bit of luck. I'm not saying it's all luck. I mean, just like in any sport at all, just playing, you need the ball to bounce your way sometimes. And you have to and recover so I, from that. Uh, yeah, and, and for me, I mean, for the biggest thing in what I'm seeing this season in, the fo- in football is just the best teams are the ones that can, can get punched in the mouth and keep on fighting because some right. of them are just getting punched and then that's it, you know, and and it's understandable. It's a fucking it's, – it's a rough game out there. So, yeah, it's – and that's how fantasy football seasons are. It's like you're going to get punched in the mouth one way or another at some point. How, how do you deal with that and how do you recover? And, that, and that, that part I did like listening to the managerial grades because that is a big part of it. So it is not all about luck because every team is going to deal with injuries just like in football. So you're going you're gonna to either trade or have good uh, free agent uh, pickups or not. So, Yeah, I mean, certain people in our league, I mean, you could say any league, but certain people in our league have specific strategies that they've incorporated into their, into their fantasy football career. And a lot of them haven't worked. A lot of them, some of them have, you know, John Riggs has won twice uh, by the less is more kind of thing. I mean, he's done a lot with, with less, Uh, you know, Clay has traded his first round, first two round picks two years in a row. And last year, that turned out pretty well for me. Made the championship this year. It totally backfired. Totally bombed. Uh, Brad doesn't do anything. He just sits there and watches his team <laughs> after he drafts all year. He's the worst uh, statistical gridiron member. And so it's just you look at these strategies and you you, you kind of try to uh, you know put together your own. 
Um, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. You know, we've all had bad seasons, but the moves, what I was saying with the D plus was the moves that you have made this season, uh, they haven't worked. They, they, well, a lot of them my draft. I, I think like my draft was just so bad. I was like, I was so sick and tired of watching these guys play and most of them not play. And I'm just like, Oh God, just get, just get out of here. You're fucking done. And even when they were playing, they were fucking ghosts. And I, was just, oh, I can't watch this. This is terrible. Right. And yeah. so I just, I just had to get rid of a lot of them. And, and for some of the guys that have better managerial grades, I will say this, you know, they're, they're going down in flames and what they're going to use their leftover moves for fucking uh, interest next year. No, they're not going to do anything with them. They're fucking wasted. Now they're just sitting there going, look at these moves I got. Oh, so nice. Oh, you know, they're, they're right. fucking useless. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, you, that's you one thing them. I don't agree with. You can't take yeah, it to the grave. Can't take him to the grave. I, I get that. But, you know, for instance, like like Trevor, I think Trevor had a had an awful draft. And and it's I didn't see it at the time when we were doing draft grades. You know, not a lot of us saw him as a bad draft, a really bad draft. But you look at the team yeah. he drafted. It's it's pretty bad uh, overall. I mean, they, he's got a bad running back, too. He's got a bad uh receiving core he's got a terrible uh quarterback too in drew lock and if he would have replaced them with you know Rippin or or uh you know whoever was playing for the broncos he probably would have lost a lot of games but instead he went and he traded me for herbert turned herbert into matt ryan he's alive in the playoffs he gets an a minus for that you know that's that's good managing michael on the other hand uh, kind of coasted on his draft. Great draft. We all thought it was the best draft, maybe one of the best drafts we've seen in years. Comes out, coast to a 5-0, and oh, doesn't do anything, does nothing. Like, literally sits on his haunches and just watches his team. Hopes, hopefully it's going to, you know, continue this way and he'll go undefeated. And <laughs> he's lost three out of his last four. Or, or uh, yeah, three, I'm sorry. Yeah, is it three out of his last four? Four out of his last five and three in a row. Uh, so... Not where you want to be, Bob. So, right. So, he gets a, a, a bad managerial grade, but is still going to make the playoffs. Um, so, anyway, uh, you but, know, that's... But riddle me this. So, you just said at the top of the show that I still have a chance to make the playoffs, yet yes. guys that are in the bottom of the barrel just sniffing shit have better, draft grade, have better managerial grades than me. Right, because of the moves they've made. I know Scott Hedeman is dead last, but... Scott Hedeman, uh, as far as Dak and as far as some other things that went it's it's like he tried. Yeah, to recover. No. Okay, there's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can do. Uh, so he's done, he's done decent yeah. with what he's got. And I mean, Clay, you know, his draft was so bad. I mean, his, his draft was terrible. Uh, I know he's in last place or whatever, but it's, <laughs> so, but I know, I know, <laughs> I just, but it's. I'm, no, know. I get it. I mean, they should, but their draft's so bad that they really couldn't recover from that. But I, they've stayed competitive through all that. Uh, so yeah, no, I, no, I, I understand. I know that's frustration. What I'm saying is, have you squandered a good draft? I think me and you disagree on how good your draft was. I think it was decent. Oh, uh, it was terrible. It was so bad. It made so many misses. Yeah. Ugh. And reaches, so many reaches, reaches no. and misses, misses on reaches. Ugh. No, I agree. I, I mean, I've had some of my own. I, I draft T. Y. Hilton. I held on to for a bunch of weeks. I mean, T. Y. Hilton, uh, you shouldn't even sniff him on the waiver wire. Uh, you know, I drafted Justin Herbert in like the twelfth round, and people laughed at me. Really, like, oh, oh, oh. and then I trade him away for uh, you know, not that my Michael Thomas. You know, I, I switched over Michael Thomas. But imagine if my team was Mahomes and Herbert. It'd be very, very good uh, at this point in the season. And I, yeah, and I, and I get to, you know, a lot for Philip Rivers, uh, you know, somewhere down the line. It was a mistake that I made. Uh, we make mistakes, but we try, still try to stay alive. Um, everybody's going to make mistakes. Anyway, yeah, you did make a, yeah, you did make a good move uh, uh, last Sunday, actually, even though it was kind of on accident. Uh, well, tell us about your mindset. Tell us about your mindset of what happened there. Well, I, I definitely did not realize the trade deadline had just passed the day before, and I was I was looking to trade him for some moves, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, you know him, you know PJ Walker for you know say five mover five moves or so, uh, would have been fair. So yeah, I'm sure John would have done it. 
Yeah, and now looking at it, you know, I'm playing him this week. You know, it's how serendipitous this works I mean, out too. <laughs> right, it, you, it's literally a move for a win. I, uh, in in my eyes, that's a move for a win, and you would trade that all that's day what long. We're for, Bob. Yep. Even if you had two moves left, which you did, I would trade one of those for a win, uh, especially in your situation. I trade your next move for a win as well. Uh, you know, but but uh, we'll just have to see. Anyway, yeah. let's keep it rolling. We are we are behind on today's podcast, so let's talk about Drew Brees for a sec. He's out for two weeks. Uh, with rib issues. Do you think this is the last time we see uh, old Drew? I th- I still think that's a bit of a uh, shy um, assumption for two weeks. I- I- I'm going to put that closer to three or four, especially with how if they play well, because Jameis looked pretty good. And you have to think about the fact that they went undefeated last year with Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I think they could play well and then maybe save him for the playoffs. I think he comes back to the playoffs, though. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, that Drew Brees is is a generational talent. I mean, Drew Brees is when Drew Brees and and I don't even include Aaron Rodgers in this. Drew Brees and Tom Brady, uh, when those two are done, those are the two people that are kind of left from my golden era of football, uh, early two thousands. Yeah. You know, when we were in high school and stuff like that. I mean, it's crazy to think about uh, when we were, you know at McCullough and in Woodlands High School, Drew Brees was playing for the Chargers. And he was a, you know, a, a younger quarterback. Uh, Philip Rivers was not yet in the league. And, you know, these two guys are still at the top of their game. The the Saints and the, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on top of the NFC. So, and we'll see him in the playoffs. So, I, I, this guy definitely has a winner's mentality. I mean, God, he's thrown through 565 touchdowns. He almost has 80,000 yards uh, in his career. I don't think that this is a type of injury that's going to knock him out for his career. Like he'll never come back. Uh, but he's definitely, definitely, definitely on the downslope at 41 years of age. Um, so I'm thinking that this might be the last year. It, it, again, I bring this up a lot, but it reminds me a lot of Favre. Um, Favre at the end when he gets sacked would not get up. Yeah. If he did and, get and up. And it was scary every time. He would just lay right. there like face down, like humped over. And you're like, yeah. Ooh. And every time he got up, he made this face like, oh God, like something's broken. And yeah, like, I had him on my fancy team. I remember watching that and just being like, good Lord, please get up. Please. I do not want the backup for this guy. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Our Viking jersey, right? Yes, of course, of course, absolutely. <laughs> Classic. Um, I mean, that's, again, it was one of those. Those were the prime years, and those when Drew Brees and and Tom Brady were still, uh, you know, alive and kicking. This was when uh, Brett Favre had just handed the job over a few years prior to Aaron Rodgers. So we're talking about like years and years ago uh, when these guys were still a hundred percent relevant. Uh, you know, in two thousand two for San Diego, he threw for over three thousand yards. Uh, it's it's nuts. And so, no, I don't think this is the end uh, as far as this season or his career is concerned. But I do think uh, once the sun goes down on 2020, that probably is the end of Drew Brees, unfortunately. Uh, I think Tom Brady's going to be the lone wolf left uh, from that golden age uh, prior to uh, high school graduation in 2006. I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ben's in there too. Ben is not. I think Ben was 2006. He, he, was, he, he was drafted in 2004. Was it 2004? I, yeah, I guess that was uh, year, Eli Manning. Yeah, his rookie year was third. Yeah, 13 and two, and then then 2005 they won the Super Bowl. Okay, all right. Uh, that it, you know what? You're you're absolutely right. I would include. It's a little late. That. I just know because that's when I got my Ben jersey and. Yeah, no, I, I, I do have a uh, um, some memories of, uh, you remember that playoff game against the Colts, Wings and more? Yeah, it was a classic. Yeah, it was oh, a classic, yeah. uh, the Vanderjacht. Um, and, you know. and Ben made the tackle. Uh, not unlike uh, Philip Rivers trying to make that tackle against the Ravens, uh, Ravens the other week, Ben just kind of fell over. He was trying to run backwards all awkward and fell over and somehow got a shoestring tackle. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad Philip didn't. I'm glad Philip didn't make that tackle. You know, I'm worried. <laughs> it, one of the reasons that I drafted Mahomes and Philip Rivers is because 
Philip Rivers, and I know this is crazy, but Philip Rivers is not going to move, and he's going to get rid of the ball fast. He's not going to get sacked a lot, uh, and so therefore he's not going to get injured. And I think that's been his case the whole career. So Philip Rivers only worries me about injuries if he's trying to make tackles. And uh, you know, <laughs> after you're to do anything athletic, you better yeah. just, just shut it down, man, because it's going to go all sorts of wrong. <laughs> and it was a hurt. fumble too. It wasn't a pick, so I wasn't like upset about the whole play. Uh, it was yeah. a it was a fumble, so I was just like, you know, just let him go. Screw it. Just let him. Just let him have it. Just let him have <laughs> it. Stay out of the way. Yeah, it's almost relieved when he jumped over him. Uh, uh, he did get yeah. wrecked by some defensive lineman looking to. We're looking for payback or something. Yeah, God, that'd be a nightmare. That would be a nightmare. All right, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, like I said, we are a little bit behind. So uh, we currently have four out of six teams in the playoffs right now uh, that do not have championships, have no trophy. If Cause wins this week over Chase, which he very well could, uh, we could have five out of six of the people that do not have championships make the playoffs. Um or be scheduled to make the playoffs. Do you think we have another virgin championship this year? I mean, I'm always rooting for it. If I'm not in the playoffs, and I definitely root for a virgin champion. You know, I think there's it's it's kind of sad to see so many uh, out there without a ship yet because it's you know I, I feel like some of us just keep taking turns and the rest of them are just watching. Uh, and you know I, they need they need they they deserve one too. So uh, I think so, and I hope so. Yeah, so eventually, I think these people do get championships. I, I think that the percentages are there that they do get a championship. Um, and then once that happens and you get a majority, so if we get whittle this down to two or three people that don't have a championship, uh, then one kind of becomes a standard, and then it looks to two. People are looking for two uh, often. Well, right now we look at two as like, wow, you know, you're pretty a uh, pretty successful gridiron member. You have two championships. Uh, one might become, you know, the zero. So, uh, you know, we hope that that day. I personally hope that that day doesn't come because that makes my three not look as good. But I, I think there's a good, good percentage. I mean, like I said, the, the percentages are there. Almost more yeah. than half the teams that are making the playoffs will not have a championship. It's exciting. That's exciting. And there's, and there's some good teams. There's a lot of good teams, you know. It, it, it's, right. it's getting harder and harder to make these picks every week. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I, you'd think this would be easy. I think this is harder than picking football games on a spread uh, because you're talking about so many different combinations, so many different, uh, you know. Matchups. So many yeah, different matchups. And variables in, in every different matchup uh, that, we, that we have to guess. So. So we'll see, um, but uh, yeah, if we had to push out the percentages, I think that you know uh, Neil and uh, Michael and and Brad, you know, they're all up there and they all have a chance this year. Uh, so we'll just we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, um, yeah. before before we get into the matchups for this week, uh, what are you drinking? I'm actually having a very nice red. French blend called Pontefice. It's a Grenache Syrah Mouvedre blend. So it has a very nice tannins, velvety tannins with a uh, not not too fruit forward, but nice back uh, dry back end. And yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, drinking Be Someone. This is a honey wheat beer uh, from Eleven Below Brewing. I have oh, I to like uh, yeah yeah I have to credit uh, Neil. He sent me pictures of glasses that he got from the uh, brewery, the Eleven Below Brewing Brewery, uh, and uh, you know I was inspired to make a trip to Kroger and get one of those, uh, make my own uh, six pack, you know, awesome. whatever. So cheers, uh, sir. Cheers so to cheers. Cheers, cheers to, to winning this week. Yeah, yeah, cheers absolutely. All right, let's jump into these matchups here. Let's start with Dad versus Rumham. What do you think? I actually, you know, if if Dad could just do a little bit better, you know, like maybe maybe make a couple moves, like he could be in this game. And I'm wondering if he's going to do that. Uh, I mean, it's just a defender and a tight end right now because I think with that he could actually be definitely be in this game. Um, because looking at the qu- quarterbacks, 
you got Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston. They're, they're in the same game. I expect Matt Ryan to do decently, but New Orleans defense is no is pretty damn good right now, and they could come out and, and really te- tear it up. And at the same time, Winston could turn the ball over a lot. So yeah. it's a little hard to depend on that after seeing New Orleans destroy Tampa Bay the other week. So it's, it's a little shaky when you're looking at Aaron Rodgers at Indianapolis and Joe Burrow at Washington, who I definitely expect both of them to do – have very good days actually. Mm-hmm. So moving on to their wide receivers, I like I'm giving the edge to, to dad right there, even though I, I'm, I'm like, I think Rumham's quarterbacks will be all right. They just make me uneasy. Uh, their wide receivers, wide receivers though are amazing with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller and, and Grant have all been killing it lately. So I expect that to really carry a lot of his team. Uh, looking across at, at Williams, Cooks, and Scantling, I'm not that huge on on anybody other than Williams, really. Cooks is every once in a while, and Scantling had his one of three games last week. So it's that, you know, he's he's done for a little while. Um, watch me say that and him blow up. But mm-hmm. uh, moving on to running backs, I still like uh, Rumham's running backs a lot more. Robinson actually reminds me a lot of MJD. That kid can fucking run. He rolls with the punches, and he's a little bowling ball, man. And Nick Chubb's back. I think he'll do a great, have a great day versus Philadelphia. Obviously, Kamara's uh, always going to always going to be uh, having a big day, but that's going to be the biggest thing between uh, their not the biggest thing, but a very large thing between them their game of Winston or Kamara scoring and how that relationship works if he drop, dumps it off to him or not because Winston likes to push the ball down the field like everybody knows uh right behind Winston uh, Kamara though with Jonathan Taylor for dad um he's got a pretty strong running back game and that's what I'm saying like if he can fill the other holes like he could definitely be in this game uh until he does that I'm picking Rumham though uh I think his wide receivers and his running backs come through I think his and Matt Ryan puts up enough points and Winston does as well so uh, I, I'm picking Rumham. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here, mainly because Aaron Rodgers is kind of the anchor for Dad's team. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are first in opponent quarterback uh, passing rating, passer rating, uh, and and that never bodes well for a quarterback, no matter who it is, even if it's Aaron Rodgers, who I believe has the best passer rating in the NFL. Uh, so. You know, I, I think that that's definitely uh, something against him. His receivers are terrible. They're just not good. Uh, and and you can yeah. t- say Scantling's had his weeks. Uh, Lazard's coming back this week, so Scantling gets third duties, which which isn't terrible in the Aaron Rodgers offense. But the fact that Lazard will probably take slot because Scantling cannot play slot. He only plays two. He only plays that uh, – that uh, Y receiver spot, then it just doesn't match up for points. I mean, he's back to his two catch days, you know, maybe, maybe zero catches, three targets type, whatever. Uh, Johnson Taylor's fallen from grace. We had him up in the top 10 running backs. I admit I was wrong on him. Uh, I offered Brad the world, but obviously Brad just doesn't trade. He doesn't uh, care. So uh, he didn't give him up. And now he's, 7.79 and the better running back to own is Naheem Hines. That's not good. Uh, You know, the rest of Brad's team, uh, Burrow against Washington, not a good matchup. They're 10th against quarterback uh, in quarterback points. And again, I know I've said in the past that Washington's kind of a false uh, idol when it comes to uh, quarterback points against or wide receiver points against because they're they're The people that have played have been so bad. Still, I just don't think that that's a favorable matchup for Burrow. On the other end, uh, Matt Ryan and Winston play each other. I expect that game to be pretty high scoring. Uh, Hopkins has been on a roll lately. Uh, I don't think that he's going to have a the game of his life tonight against Seattle like everybody else thinks. Um, but I, I think that uh, he's still a, a formidable wide receiver one. Again, his running back matchups aren't that great. But I, I do think that uh, that they can put it together enough points uh, to definitely beat him. I mean, he's projected 33 more in Yahoo, even though we talk about how Yahoo points don't really uh, project to wins all the time. I just think this is too much of a, of a gap to overcome. So I'm going to take from him as well. Uh, I like it. Yeah, moving on. 
Ulysses S. Grant and Notorious. What do you think? This is going to be a very close matchup. Even though Ulysses S. Grant's uh, uh, projections have been crazy. He was at in uh, 190s earlier. It's come down a little bit more to earth into 180, but that's still pretty high. Um, I guess, oh, Notorious, unfortunately. Is he really starting? Oh, Allen has oh, he has such a late pie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that really fucks him this week. So even even without the projections uh, of Ulysses S. Grant, I mean, he, it was already going to be pretty tough for him uh, now uh, with that. So, you know, starting the quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think Brady on Monday night versus Rams is going to be a great, uh, great situation to have. He's probably going to put up a lot of points in the lights. Kirk Cousins versus Dallas should have a pretty good day. Uh, with uh, Dom Cook still running the way he is, he should uh, be able to eat up some good yardage off of play action. I mean, I expect Big Ben to have a decent day, although Jacksonville's defense actually looked really good versus Aaron Rodgers last week. They they really get some pressure on the quarterback, their four down linemen, and their their corners are really sitting on the routes to, uh, to get a lot of turnovers. Um I don't think, you know, if Mason Rudolph has to come in, then, you know, that's going to be very helpful. So if Rudolph has to play, then we better be up by like 40 points. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, so Grant wins that. Moving to his wide receivers, he's got great wide receivers. I, I think uh, Ulysses Grant is really moving towards a, a very strong push in the, in the playoffs as he's going in, into this winning streak that uh, he's going to continue. And uh, this, this is going to be my lock for the week. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree with you as well. Uh, you know, I talked about in the TQ about Danny setting up his buys perfectly uh, throughout the season. Uh, he has one big one, one big one left, and that's Josh Allen. Uh, he knew this was coming. Uh, he's eight and two. Uh, you know, the only only one game legitimately lost. He he punted one. Uh, he knows he's made the playoffs statistically, uh, and he knows he still has a chance, even if. Uh, you know, he misses one quarterback. So I, I think this is another mini punt for Notorious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think also in in a little bit, Max knows that, that it's a mini punt. And he can kind of trade out his lineup the way he wants it. You know, not a lot of – not every move that he's made this week I agree with. I, you know, I don't like Marquise Brown. I I know he picked him up. I know he's uh, projected 10.95. So he's, a, he's the number one receiver in a really – uh, you know, uh, dormant Baltimore offense. Uh, but again, Isaiah Simmons is, he's buying the news uh, or he's buying the rumor. He, Isaiah Simmons has shown us pretty much nothing besides that one pick that he had on, uh, well, Russell Wilson three weeks ago. I mean, literally uh, the, the rest of the season, he has just above 10 points. Uh, so, and he's throwing him out there as a starter this week. Uh, I, I think that's just a, a hopeful thing. He's benching Goblin. He's benching Judy. He's benching Gibson. Uh, you know, I like these guys to start. I, I don't know why you would bench Godwin on Monday night over uh, Marquise Brown. You know, he's trading all this around. He's still going to win the game. Uh, they're just not a lot on the other side. Uh, he's playing Hyde, uh, which is not a terrible play. I think Hyde's a good play. Uh, but McCaffrey's out. Montgomery's on by. Uh, his other choice is Burkhead, you know, so that's that's a weakness right there. He's missing his his probably, I would say, quarterback one. I would rank Allen over Rossberger at this point in the season. Uh, and, you know, the rest of his team's at full strength, but that's a lot to overcome. Uh, Max has a full team. He's he's going 100% right now uh, against, against Danny's team. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Max, and I'm going to take him to, uh, to clinch this week. Uh, playoffs, that is. Now let's keep on oh, moving. That- Yep. Let's keep on moving. Camacho versus the Poopy 2. This is an interesting one. What do you think? I agree. This is actually the most interesting matchup to me because uh, this this is where the, the projections are, are very off for me because I expect uh, right at the top here, Matthew Stafford and Alex Smith to do pretty well this work this week versus Carolina and Cincinnati versus Lamar Jackson, who's playing Tennessee in the rain and, uh, Jared Goff was at Tampa at Tampa Bay in the rain. Uh, I think both those quarterbacks are going to have a little bit of a tougher day than both than both Stafford and Alex Smith. So I'm giving Camacho the edge there. Going to their wide receivers, 
Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, and Deontay Johnson, they're not all going to hit, obviously, but when they do, they all hit fucking hard with, you know, home runs and stuff. So it's, it, it's, it's very encouraging. I mean, granted, yeah, you're looking at DK Metcalf uh, on the other side, and he can have monster games. He hasn't lately, though. And I, ex- I expect Arizona to have a, a good game plan for him to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, DJ Moore has been pretty good. And I mean, I, the Sammy Watkins start, I don't, that's, that's enough said about that. So, uh, you, you know, and then going into the running backs, Clyde Edwards Lair, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, they're running the, having the Kansas city running game, you know, I, I would know is a terrible thing. You know, it's not not fun to watch because yep. you're just like, wow, Mahomes is going to fucking launch at 50 yards. It doesn't matter. So that that's not that's that's not helpful for anyone. Um, it's not, you know, it's part of it is always the fact that Todd Gurley in Atlanta is in the same situation, and then you're looking across the way, and New England is a running team right now. So not yes, they have a lot of running backs, but he could have a uh, his running back could have a good day, and Chase Edmonds has also been playing really, really well. So, uh, right now, I'm taking Ch- Camacho on on pretty much every position right now, and going into their kickers and defense, no one's going to change uh, tide there. I think enough. Uh, I'm taking Camacho. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's that's interesting. Let me just preface this by saying there was a trade earlier this season where Kirk and Metcalf were involved, and now they they've swapped teams. Uh, and they're playing each other tonight. It's very, very interesting to me. Um, I think Metcalf is going to have a great game. I think Kirk has a better game. Uh, that sh- has nothing to do with his matchup. I, well, I, I mean, it has something to do with his matchup, but I, I don't think – I'm just putting that out there. I think Kirk absolutely blows up tonight. I think after watching uh, Seattle – or uh, after watching Arizona come out and win uh, with that DeAndre Hopkins play – Seattle's game plan was probably like, stop DeAndre Hopkins. Make sure he does not beat us. Uh, and that's going to leave Christian Kirk with some one-on-ones and some zones underneath. Uh, I, I yeah. really think he has a great yeah, game. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff are like leaps and bounds above Stafford and Alex Smith. Uh, I think that Poopy2 has put together a team that's way better than his record. I know I say this a lot, but he's got some bad beats. He's got some bad beats from Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. And I know Projections has not given up on Baltimore. Uh, they they very much still favor, uh, you know, these guys. I, I, I think that there's, there's a comeback in order. I, I really do think that they are going to step up and they're going to come back. And uh, Poopy 2 is going to have a great, uh, great week. On the other end, um, I think – Right now, Camacho's playing the wrong running back. I don't think Edmonds should be in there. I think Drake should be in there. I don't know why he has Edmonds in there. I, you know, that's his thing. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, but Drake should be in there at one spot. I think it should be Drake Harris. He can play Drake Edmonds if he wants. I mean, this uh, yeah, I think that might be the best choice is Drake Edmonds, actually. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe. But uh, the Seattle defense is the, historically bad. So, I mean, you could see, you know – both those guys score tonight. I mean, we'll, we'll see, but uh, you know, not playing Wentz. <laughs> I mean, not playing Wentz over, over Smith is not, I, he may change that. Wentz has know. been really bad and Smith has been playing well. That, okay. I mean, that's not bad right there. I mean, I don't look, if you look at the point totals lately, it's just like watching Wentz is, is hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. He's so bad. This puts and, and him in a terrible, terrible position because he drafts this guy first round. He drafted Wentz first round. Uh, and this you got to do his... what you got to do. Sure, sure. I get it. But this is his, like, uh, this is a very pivotal time for Camacho. This is make the playoffs and don't make the playoffs. That's right or die. Right. I've talked to Chase. I've said, hey, your points aren't that great. You're going to need two out of three. He has to win two out of three. And Did you only... see his bench last week? It was absurd. Right. Yeah. So, you know. One of these things is you have to win this week. You have to make the right decisions. The pressure is really on. And honestly, I don't think he's making the right decisions. That's just my personal opinion. I think that uh, Poopy 2 is going to take this and, and Camacho is going to be killing him, or kicking himself. Um, but let's keep it rolling. 
next up on our docket, Disco Lemonade against Eternal Touchdown. This is, you know, was almost going to be my lock, basically. Uh, as well as uh, Clay has, you know, tried to piece together a team and as exciting as what it is to watch Tua and Lutton actually looked pretty good against Green Bay last week, and he could have a decent day against Pittsburgh, as some quarterbacks have had. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be enough against Kyler Murray. Even Drew Locke has been decent, and Kyler Murray's just been absurd lately. Uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, even Myers and Crowder have been really good for uh, Disco Lemonade lately. I'm looking at Cross and Michael, uh, Michael Thomas, who might end up start doing a little bit more with – Jameis Winston, but it's yet to be seen. CeeDee Lamb, which, oh, man, is Dallas offense. That's startable. Great. Um, and Julio Jones, who, yeah, I, I would think New Orleans has a decent plan for him, so he doesn't blow up, but we'll see. I still think Disco Lemonade wins the a, a wide receiver battle there. And then looking at Derrick Henry and Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones second, I mean, both of them have been fucking destroying lately. I don't, I don't expect them to stop necessarily. And I know Derrick Henry, had, Henry hasn't been, like, absolutely amazing lately, but – He's still putting up pretty consistent numbers, and especially when you're going up against Wilkins and Henderson Jr. Nah, yeah, you don't you don't have to put up that much. You'll put up enough to beat that. So, Disco Lemonade's won on everything so far for me. So he, he's going to take this one uh, pretty easy. You're going to think I'm nuts. You're going to think oh, I'm absolutely my. crazy. I'm going to take uh, Eternal Touchdown. Here's why. I think that uh, Luton, Luton, whatever you want to call him. Uh, against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defense is insanely good. They're very good. They're one of the top defenses. But they but have holes. They, but exposed. they give up passing yards. They yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. They give up passing yards. I think that 11.83 is very low. Uh, Trust me, every game we don't get a shutout, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, Luton showed it in the past few weeks that he may be a formidable backup I, or somebody that can challenge a uh, starter I for a position. The Green Bay Jacksonville game last night. That was a there. He actually has a pretty good arm. He stands in the pocket. He's mm -hmm. tall. He can. He's he's got a strong arm, man. Right, and I still wouldn't bet on him. I but still, uh, we we talked on we talked about the New Orleans Atlanta matchup uh, with with Trevor's team. Now we're talking about the two number one receivers from this team playing for eternal touchdown, Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. Michael Thomas really hasn't showed up yet, but I think this is the time that he does show up. Uh, and these guys are going to score some points. Now also Dalton comes back. Okay. Uh, Minnesota's cornerbacks, uh, uh, the secondary is definitely beatable. Uh, they've given up big games to different receivers throughout the year. So I do think that CD lamb, can expand upon the 9.01 that he's, that he's projected. The one big weakness I see here is Wilkins. I think that, honestly, uh, once the time comes, he will put in somebody else. I think it, if it's Malcolm Brown or there's people that he can go pick up, uh, you know, throughout the week. But he does need to put somebody else in that spot, and I think he will. Uh, he'll make a, a move for Mac or, or, or he'll put somebody in for Mac. Um, on the other end, you've got Derrick Henry against Baltimore on the road. Uh, where the weather might not be so great. Um, and so it, maybe that 15 points isn't really there. We saw Derrick Henry falter in the last few weeks and get uh, touchdowns stolen from him. Uh, and I know Ronald Jones had a great week the other week, but the Rams' defense is no joke either. Uh, you know, Drew Locke played like absolute garbage last week. I know he's played better in the weeks, uh, you know, before that. But, uh, but, you know, he's no guarantee to get 17 points at all. Um, besides that, I mean, yes, you got Hurst and everything, and, and I, I like Clay's defense better than, than I like Neal's, um, at least for this week. I, I just – I see something in an internal touchdown that's going to come out and win this game. Um, it, we're talking about Kyler Murray and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Hurst, you know, against yeah. – Clay's team. I think Clay's team has a lot of players that are going to have good matchups and, and are going to come out to play. So, so uh, we'll see, but I'm going to take eternal touchdown. Interesting. Yep. I like it. Yep. Next matchup, uh, the Maestro versus Unicycle Polar Bears. What do you think? Well, uh, first there's uh, something that uh, Michael asked me to do in the, in the group text first team. Okay. I don't know what the 
hell y'all think y'all been doing out there, but it sure as hell hasn't been playing no fucking football. I'm going to start with you right there over there. Aaron Jones playing running back. Running who? Running nothing. More like running back. You ain't been running shit. Ballage, please. Don't even act like you're running back. Go need your wide receivers, Keenan Allen. You're pretty damn good. Keep doing what you're doing. Devontae Parker, though, you need to pick up a game. So do you, Mark Cooper. Yo, you got you got the little uh, evil leprechaun coming back to help you out. You better help, hope he helps you because you ain't been doing shit lately or you're going to get fucking benched. This team used to be number one in the league. What is this now? Looking like a bunch of scrubs. Can't believe y'all and Baker Mayfield hell. You just good for commercials of what you're doing. You going to play some motherfucking football? And whew, Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited turnovers now? Is that what it is? You better get your head out of your ass, motherfucker, and start playing some motherfucking football. You ain't getting no way in the playoffs playing like this. Get together now. So. Okay. All right. I, I, I hope Michael enjoyed that rendition of a, of a pump-up speech. So what do you think? I think Michael wins this week. Yeah, just because of the speech. I mean, you can't give him a speech. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> I mean, I think Russell Wilson <laughs> has a bounce-back game tonight versus Arizona after the tur- a lot of turnovers he did the last game. I think they have a much better uh, uh, game plan going in tonight. I think Baker Mayfield has a very favorable matchup versus, versus Philadelphia, who's been kind of uh, just really downturning, and uh, they're getting back to the run game, which helps Mayfield on the play action a lot because that's what he really needs to live. Keen Allen versus the Jets, you got to love that. Monte Parker at Denver. Denver's a pretty decent defense, but Miami's just been on fire lately. I expect him to get some decent deep points. Like you pointed to Amari Cooper getting uh, uh, Dalton back, so he actually has a passer, so he he could come off well. Aaron Jones does have a tough day versus Indianapolis, but you know the, maybe they do need to get back to the running game to have a little more balance, especially against a good defense like that against the pass. Again, uh, Kalen Ballage versus the Jets. you got to love that. And he has a pretty de- decent defense. He does need to move, like make some moves. Uh, I don't think he's if he's willing to. Basically, here he really loves Poyer, Smith, Martinez, and uh, Abrams on COVID. All right, so I guess he's gonna wait and see if he needs to make a move. Ooh, that's really making me not want to pick you right now, Maestro. I'm gonna have to see what you say and see if you convince me because my fucking speech might might not be enough. We're not gonna make any goddamn moves because Deshaun Watson versus New England is not something you want to see all the time. But I think New England isn't the same New England we're always seeing. So he could have a decent day. Flacco at the Chargers. He's been playing pretty well. He played really well last week, so I think he, he keeps doing well. Juju's been uh, been getting much more consistent lately. Landry versus Philadelphia could be stealing a lot of points from Mayfield. Uh, Justin Jefferson is amazing. He, that guy is fun to watch play uh, football because uh, I mean, versus Dallas, he could have a great day. So, And the Dalvin Cook could go nuts too. So uh, you really – do need to make those moves. So you got like 15 minutes before I'm like, mm, I'm going to switch my fucking pick. So what do you think? So uh, I do think Russell Wilson has a great night. Let me preface this by saying if Maestro loses this game somehow, uh, this is one of the biggest falls from grace that we've seen uh, in, in gridiron history. I mean, he was five and zero, and now he will be six and five. That is not good at all. Uh, and, you know, it's too late to go out there and trade and try to mix things up. Uh, but, but this week, uh, I do like Michael Lewin and here's why I think there's a lot of weaknesses on the unicycle polar bears team, uh, Flacco, which somebody he, he traded for, uh, to try to fill this week. He went out and, you know, beforehand and, and got this at the trade deadline, him and, and Gus bus, Gus Edwards, those are weak spots in the lineup. Uh, Jarvis Landry has not really been the number one receiver that we thought he would be after uh, after Odell Beckham went out. I mean, literally, 8.65, 7.2, and, and 4, along with a bye in his weeks, hasn't received a touchdown all year, and yet he still starts them. I mean, there are better receivers out there. He's just not playing them. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just think that on the other side, like you said, Cooper – uh, Russell Wilson has a great, av- fabulous night. Uh, you never know what you're going to see out of Ballage and the and the Chargers running game. 
you know, if he's going to get touchdowns or not. But Balch has gotten uh, a majority of the work the past few weeks. Um, yeah, no, I think it's smart to wait and see if you have to use any moves. Uh, like I said, I think he has a uh, you know favorable matchup against Cameron. So if you don't have to use moves, if you don't have to drop Corey Davis and uh, Jamal Williams, which I assume that's the people that he will be dropping, um, don't do it. I mean, if you don't have to, don't do it. But those guys are expendable. It's not like they're going to not clear waivers, uh, barring some injury from Aaron, for Aaron Jones um, or A.J. Brown. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm going to take Michael this week. I think he outscores him pretty easy. I, I've picked my uh, Cameron most weeks. You know, I think he has a great team, um, but this might be the, uh, the nail in the coffin for his season uh, if he can't win it. So I'm going to go ahead and take Michael. Like it. Let's get in some matchups here. These are some important matchups. Let's do Darth Scott against Fupa Slayer. I'll go ahead and start here. This is my lock for the week. I'm going to go ahead and take Darth Scott. And purely because oh. you, oh. Took, you took his quarterback two, uh, and you pretty much, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, a lot of people laughed at that at the time. I mean, I laughed at it. I laughed at it. Uh, and, and I know that Yahoo isn't really committed to uh, Teddy being out, which I would be surprised if John Riggs luck, you know, Teddy somehow plays on Sunday. Uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> right. But even if he does play, I, you still have the upper hand here. Um, Tannehill against Baltimore, never fun. Never fun to play Baltimore. Your matchups are just absolutely juicy. Uh, Derek Carr on uh, Sunday night against Kansas City's exploitable defense, especially if they get a lead, which I think they will. Kansas City will have a lead. Uh, Derek Carr will be throwing the ball and getting points. Uh, Lockett's going to play tonight, which is good news for you. Not going to get that 16.94. I'm sorry about that. I know he lit up Arizona for three touchdowns last time he played him, but he's had you know knee problems, and it showed in his game at five, six, 10 points the last three weeks. Um, you know, he's, he's struggling. He's out there as a decoy right now. I, I think two knees, he's fine. I know. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, DK has a great night. Um, you know, Bravo and Gronkowski. I think that's a great tight end pick. I wish I would have picked him up and when he started to heat up because this guy's a, a good bet for 10 points every single week, he has scored 10 points, uh, four out of the last five weeks. So, uh, he is, has a has a decent matchup on Monday night. He likes to shine under the light. So, so we'll see there. You got a lot of people on Monday night. I always like people with, uh, you know, some players on Monday night. Um, yeah, your running backs still aren't good. It's nothing you really do about that at this point. Um, and you know, Mark Ingram came back. He's probably going to get to you know a decent portion of the carries against Tennessee. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. But I, I just think your team overpowers them, you know, even with those two quarterbacks, um, you know, a, a good receiving crew. And it's not like his running backs are any better on the other side. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Dar Scott and I'm going to lock him up. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it's still a tough matchup. I don't, you know, I never listen to projections. And even with Teddy, I, I, ex, I expect Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater to play right now. Um, I think he'll probably start the game and if anything, he'll be a little bit limited and uh, you know, Detroit's defense isn't very good. It's never been very good. I've never said Detroit's defense is good. I've never said that in my lifetime of watching football <laughs> Been watching football since I was fucking born. It, it's absurd that like some franchises are just like defense. Nah, fuck that. We'll just keep getting quarterback. That's crazy. To be think like, about. You have to score 50 points every week or you suck. And it's just like, oh, my I'm looking up and down these teams. And, uh, you know, (laughs) just just a quick, quick note. I'm looking up and down these teams and and just teams in the NFL as as a whole. And I've been like, oh, that defense is pretty good. Maybe not Arizona. I don't know if Arizona's team's ever been. But they have playmakers. They have playmakers. And at big time right now, no defense has been helped, like, everybody to, like, you know, under 10 points. So you're going to get scored on at some point. It's about having playmakers and big moments. That, I think that's Cleveland, really- Cleveland as well is one of those where it's just like never in my life has I been like, ooh, Cleveland's defense is scary. They have a tough front seven, man. They just aren't, right just now, in a tough yeah. Position. 
they're but they've had a tough front seven for a long time. They they just they've always been in a tough division. Like they're they're they play everybody else tough other than like outside of their division basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean look at their look at their record this season outside of their division and it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Okay, keep going, keep going. I'm sorry. But it, no, no, it's all good. I got a little off track myself. But I think Terry Bridgewater could have a decent day. I think Ryan Tannehill, they, if they know anything, they have to attack Baltimore in the air, just like Pittsburgh did. So he might have a decent day as well. But I do love Justin Herbert versus the Jets. I mean, come on, man. You've just been salivating for a win. Like, it's so tough for you. Play so well and still lose. You got to beat the fucking Jets. So that that should be hopefully my, my anchor for a win, I hope. Uh, Derek Carr Sunday night. I love seeing that versus Kansas City because, like these, like you said, I completely agree. He'll probably be playing catch up all night and just you know pour that shit right on your steak, man. Eat it all night, and uh, Patrick Mahomes will be you know enjoying that steak. But you know you just keep scoring points right behind him. I do hope Tyler Lockett can get to that sixteen point nine four. Yeah, he's got a bust up knee, but you know just hobble out there. Everybody's gonna be looking at fucking DK Metcalf anyway. So what the hell, you know? Antonio Brown over at Tampa Bay on Monday night. I don't like that. I don't like that at all because, you know, it, it, you know he, he, I, he is obviously very talented. Like, I know that to no bounds. So, like, at any given point, he could blow up. And on Monday night, you know, I don't like seeing that. So, uh, you know, it's a little scary, but, you know, I, I do like the 9.74 projection. Uh, like I said, I don't agree with projections anyways, but uh, I expect it to be a lot more than that. I expect it to be more like 16, but like Lockett's at least. Uh, I love watching Claypool play lately. He's been amazing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Boyd from Cincinnati, he's been racking up some points as well. Because Burrow's, Burrow's a real man. He's a fucking awesome quarterback. So uh, Kenny Galladay uh, as well. You know, Detroit's going to put up points versus Carolina. I like Cobb, though. So, I'm, you know, it's kind of a wash for me on these wide receivers. It's almost even. Um, and, you know, my running backs suck. But at least his running backs suck a little bit more. So uh, that's great to see. Um, I've been loving Gronk lately, too. He's been amazing. His fucking butt buddy connection with Tom Brady has been just, you know, golden for me. I used to hate it with, with the fucking Patriots, but I love it right now. So whatever, man, get it. Uh, you know, plus I got a little more Monday night going. I, I know I love watching my defense play. So I'm going to take myself as well. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep it rolling to the last matchup. Sex Raptor. Against last man standing, what do you think? This is one of, you know, surprisingly the closer matchups in the league. Uh, you know, you would think that this, uh, you know, six and 14 versus two and eight, there w- it wouldn't be too close, but this is uh, a very interesting matchup. Um, I mean, you got to love Mahomes and the lights. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, did you, want, did you want to start? I didn't want to. No, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. No, yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, but, um, you gotta love Mahomes and the lights on Sunday night. Um, Rivers has been playing a little bit better lately, and versus Green Bay's uh, Swiss cheese defense, you gotta uh, you gotta like that matchup. And Cam Newton at at Houston, he could play well. You know, there's there's no weather, but at the same time, you know that might mean he has to actually throw a little bit more. So that might be a problem for him. Uh, and Andy Dalton at Minnesota, so. The problem with Andy Dalton for me is while, yes, he is more of a pocket passer and he will throw more and his wide receivers should benefit from that. The problem is he is more of a pocket passer and there is no motherfucking pocket in Dallas to be had because they don't have a fucking line. So Mm. that's why Dak was so valuable because he could move, he could run, he could make plays when there were no motherfucking plays. So Dalton is old and hurt and rickety and, you know, he's rickety cricket Dalton. So, you know, it's not really going to work like that. So hopefully he survives. That's what you're hoping for there, last man standing. But, you know, it's a lot to hope for. So uh, you're going into your wide receivers. Um, I think Sex Raptor won the QB battle there. To go to your wide receivers, though, Calvin Ridley, Higgins, and, Mar- and Marvin Jones Jr. lately have been all very solid. Um, but so is Mike Evans, DJ De- Sharks, and Harris. Evans has been a little bit hit or miss. Um, Chark has been fairly solid, and I do expect him to do pretty well versus Pittsburgh because he's, he's a very large uh, wide receiver, and their DBs are a little bit undersized. So I expect him to have a decent day. Um, I still give you the edge on that one, not by much, um, but your running backs at the same time with Cream Hunt and Prain might be your Achilles heel here. They have to have a pretty decent day. Hunt looked pretty good last week, even with Chubb coming back. So I still think they're going to be decent because Josh Jacobs and Mike Davis might have a pretty good day. They're both good running backs. So 
but I think you've won enough on a lot of that. Uh, I love Ebron as your tight end. He's been pretty solid. I think he's, he, he's going to match up well against Jacksonville. Uh, Henry versus the, Jet, the Jets. You better hope he doesn't blow up versus the Jets because anybody could. Uh, but then again, your your solid foundation here has been your defense all league, all year long. Schober, Wagner, Clark, and even May have been coming through for you week week after week. So I'm going to pick Sex Raptor. It's not a it's not a lock, but I definitely think it's a win. Okay. Uh, just you talking about my team and just looking at my team overall, you know, I've had a few, uh, you know, years here. I got to make a move. I got to make a move here. Uh, prior to me giving this, this rundown. Uh, Live on air. I made a live on air move. I made a move. Uh, and now I have to change my sleeper because that was my sleeper. But anyway, uh, we're moving on here. So, yeah, I, I do. I'm, I'm a little afraid of this matchup. And I have to be a little afraid of this matchup because uh, Hedman's out for blood. Obviously, he beat Michael last week. And his team has kind of returned to what we thought it was. I mean, Scott with Dak. If Dak plays the whole season, Scott may be a playoff team, a, an easy yeah. playoff team. I mean, this, guy, yeah. this was the guy that had the most points in the, in, in the league. Uh, you know, going into it's his really injury. Bad. It's so, bad to so, so, you know, Scott's team really hasn't changed that much since then. He's still got Cam, who's not been very good, and he's plays in the Houston D, who also hasn't been very good. Uh, you know, but he's put up decent points the last three weeks. Um, Mike Evans and, and DJ Chark, they do scare me uh, this week. Uh, you know, they, they do have opportunities to score. Um, He's got Mike Davis, he's got Jacobs. Both those guys can score points. Um, you know, I'm looking at his matchups, and they're they're decent. Uh, Hicks tonight. Uh, we've got a, a middle linebacker matchup, uh, Wagner against Hicks. So that should be interesting on both sides. I'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, he's got, you know, two people playing on Monday night on both D-lines. So at all times, if I'm watching that Monday night game, i got to watch Aaron Donald, who's the best D-line's been on one side, and Pierre Paul, who's the best D-line's been on the other side. That's, that's not a fun thing to watch um but yeah uh, going back to my team i've got trick queens a receiver again that's scary that's why i made the move right now for Pittman jr uh but i i do think these these three are solid uh ridley comes back very good matchup he's the number one borderline if you're talking about julio i'd say he's number two in new orleans uh higgins is just fun to watch i think he's going to be a second third round pick uh, going forward, I think Higgins is like the future in Cincinnati. You can kiss AJ Green goodbye. Um, Marvin Jones. So Holid, uh, Galladay, I've got mixed reports. You know, I've been watching Galladay close because since Galladay's been out, Marvin Jones, uh, 17, 11, 19. Uh, a touchdown in every week, two in two weeks ago. Um, Galladay may not play. Uh, he, he didn't, he practiced on limited basis yesterday. And then apparently he didn't practice today. Some say he did Some say I, I don't know, but anyway, regardless, uh, if, if, uh, Galladay plays, I might see a hit there. Uh, Pirine, uh, I have ultimate confidence, enough confidence that I dropped Melvin Gordon the third, um, you know, f- for Pirine, I think Pirine is going to be like, they're saying Frank Gore, I'm sorry. You're 80 years old, and we just we're not going to run you anymore because we're not trying to win. We're just trying to get our young guys work to see if, where we need to draft next year. Um, and P. Ryan may get some work, and if he gets some work, maybe he can you know score some touchdowns. We'll we'll see. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that overall my defense is more superior. My quarterbacks are more superior. If all my receivers play, my receivers are more superior. I think I beat them up on every uh, single aspect of this game. Projections are close. Uh, but I, I think I win this one. So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Let's keep on moving here. Uh, let's go into our hot takes. Well, you got a hot take for me this week? Um, yeah, I got, I got uh, two hot takes. Okay. One, one is just an upset for this week. Sure. And the other one I'll give after yours because it's, 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 it's piggybacking yours a little bit. It made me think a little. So okay, um, the, but the upset for this week is going to be Indianapolis over Green Bay for me. I All think right. That, I think their defense comes out and plays them very tough, and Rivers actually has a very decent day, and uh, they they uh, they beat them. 
Okay. Hey, that's that's a fair assessment. I I uh, I like that assessment. My uh, sleeper for this week um, is going to. No hot take. Oh, I'm sorry. Hot pick. My hot pick for this week. uh, My hot take is going to be that the Giants uh, win the NFC East. Now, right now, the uh, uh, betting odds on Bovada is Giants to win the NFC East plus 300. That means you'll get three times what you put in if you bet on the Giants to win the NFC East. Uh, the, the later schedule really favors the Giants, and the Giants have been playing a lot better than the Eagles right now. Um, and this is not going to be hard to overtake. Now, there's very limited games. I know the Eagles faced the Giants twice already. There's very limited games within the division for the Giants, whatever, so they have to win games against people outside the NFC East. But I think they can. I really think Daniel Jones um, and that crew has found something in the offense as long as they don't turn the fucking ball over, which Daniel Jones hasn't done in a few weeks. Uh, they can go and win games. So I do. I'm, I think the Giants can win the NFC East. That's my hot take for this week. What do you have? Uh, I was just going to piggyback on that and uh, say that I think the Patriots are going to come back, if not win their division, at least probably go into the playoffs and play their division winner and beat them. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely, uh, you know, very fair. Uh, my, so let's get into our sleepers this week. What do you think? Sleepers? Um, so, I mean, I did like that pickup you did of Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I actually have another wide receiver that I really like that's been very consistent lately in Josh Reynolds for the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. And I like his matchups going forward, especially in the playoffs, uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, New England, Jets. So, I mean, you got to like that. So, I think he, I think he's a very solid pickup. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with a couple receivers here. Uh, there's obviously Keelan Cole, um, who looks like the best receiver in, in Jacksonville. I know Chark's getting his work, but, uh, Keelan Cole's getting reverses. He's getting passes, he's getting targets, uh, all over the place. And I know you've got some inconsistent. He's return guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a return guy. He returned one for a touchdown. He got five catch for 47 yards and touchdown last week. I mean, he's somebody that we really want to look at and nobody really, uh, is rostering him right now. Uh, you know, again, Pittsburgh's defense is very good, but they do give up yards to receivers, so maybe somebody to look at. Another one tonight is David Moore. Uh, I think Lockett is out there, not 100%, and I think he is kind of a decoy. I mean, he did score three touchdowns, so you can't just not play him. Uh, Seattle's going to throw him out there. I think David Moore, uh, who is probably going to be their third receiver, uh, it needs to get a look. Um, I, I know they have Freddie Swain. Um, and David Moore there, but David Moore on weeks, uh, you know, when Lockett has been struggling, has caught a touchdown, 16.23, 15.5 in in week eight, week nine, both with a touchdown. So look for David Moore to come out and have a decent, if not good, game tonight against Arizona, which should be pretty high scoring. So anyway, gambling corner. What do you got? I mean, tonight I just expect fireworks all over the place. I think you expect – I mean, the last game was absolutely amazing to watch. I fully expect and absolutely hope that is very similar to that and it just be very high scoring, take the over on everything. And I'm going with Seattle tonight for the win. Um, And for the weekend, I've got a couple upset cities. I like Atlanta to upset New Orleans. I like Jacksonville to at least cover cover their uh, spread, if not upset. Uh, and I like I said earlier about Indianapolis over Green Bay. So okay. uh, those are my three uh, upsets for the weekend. And, okay. and Jacksonville, I'm not saying Jacksonville is going to win. I'm just saying they're going to cover their spread at least. Make it a close game. All right. All right. Uh, so my betting angle uh, for this week is going to be – so tonight – I like anything and everything and all things Christian Kirk. Uh, I got him as a touchdown plus 135 uh, to score. And so I think he beats his uh, catch projections. I think he beats his yardage projections. Um, I think him and DK Metcalf have a box off tonight uh, in, in what should be a, a good shootout against two defenses that really uh, have struggled. 
And uh, so, yeah, I like that. And then over the weekend, I like uh, a little teaser. I'm a teaser guy. Uh, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Casey, Pittsburgh against uh, um, the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Take away those six points. Got them at minus four and a half. I think they can easily do that as long as they don't suck ass like they did against Dallas. Um, you've got Detroit, which currently, uh, if Teddy Two Gloves does not play, is plus three on the road. Uh, it adds six. You got plus nine Detroit going on the road against Carolina. I like that. And then go ahead and uh, move it all the way to Sunday night. Uh, Kansas City minus one to win that game. Uh, those three happen. You probably get one and a half of whatever you put in. Uh, I think that's a that's a pretty good deal. So those were my bets uh, for the week. Uh, so uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into our sponsor here. Um, this episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Podcast is brought to you by PlayStation 5. Take it away. Oh, did you want a PlayStation 5? Our bad. We didn't make enough, but we know you want it. We're sorry. PlayStation 5. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's absolutely right. There's not a lot out there. I mean, but... You know, a smaller supply drives a bigger demand. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe at Christmas time they can open it up and we can all get one. But until then, we're just uh, we're all going to still be PlayStation Four guys, unfortunately. But uh, but yeah, that's that's all we have for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, get suited up, get ready for a big fireworks show uh, for Seattle and Arizona. We hope you guys have a great week, Scott. Do you have anything to say before we go? Nothing much, just love doing the show, and it's been a pleasure. Yep. So long, everybody. Have a great week.